I want to review again what we did at the beginning of chapter 4 of Shemuel Bet. As we know, after the death of Abner, David went to great lengths to convince Am Israel, especially the northern tribes, that he had nothing to do with it. So he puts on a show of mourning. And he succeeds in causing Am Israel to realize he had nothing to do with the death. Of which he buried Abner in Hebron, which was a big deal. But it doesn't stop there. There are going to be people who seem to, to look at this story and they're still going to think that David was involved. So they're going to think that if David is involved and David just had Abner killed, let's kill the rest of David's opposition. Who is the only main opposition left to David after Abner? Ishbosheth. Okay. So these two guys that we're going to read about or that we read about already, uh, Rechab and Ba'ana, these are people that they think that they could, they could win political points with David by, by killing his enemies. Now, we know that's not the way David operates, that he is genuine. You know, imagine you're them, you're these two guys in those times. You could think that maybe David is a very good politician. He, he just eradicated his enemy Abner and he did it without losing the favor of Am Israel. Like, good for David, you know, he came out ahead. So they think, okay, how do we win more points for David? Let's do the same thing. Meaning they don't have the, the benefit of, of knowing David's character like we do, mm-hmm. right? So when we read it, we're like, oh, these guys are dumb. Like they think David is into these things. If you're them, ah, you don't know. You don't know for sure what David is into, like what David's style is, okay? Now, one thing I want to point out is it says that these were people that were generals for Shaul, these two people, uh, Rechab and Ba'ana that we spoke about in the last class. Um... But then it says in Pasuk Dalibi The Pasuk Dalid tells us not of Ishboshet, whom we know of, but of another son, the son of Yehonatan, called Mephiboshet. Or Mephiboshet, actually, if you're gonna be accurate in your reading. Okay? And basically it says that this guy, this, this young kid, Mephiboshet, when he was, uh, when Shaul and Yehonatan were busy dying in the war against the Pelishtim, he was carried away by a worker. And because she was in such a rush and in such a, you know, frenzy to get him out, she dropped him and he became crippled in his legs. Now, why do we have to know about this? Meaning he's not the one who's killed. It's Ishboshet who's killed, right? It then goes in Pasuke, it goes back to Ishboshet, right? These people, Bnei Rimon, Rechav and Bana, they come to the house of Ishboshet and he's taking his afternoon nap. So what do we, why did we take a pause from the Ishboshet story and just say, oh, by the way, Yonatan has a son named Nefiboshet. So the most, basic under, the most basic interpretation is that it's to show that there isn't really much left of the house of Shaul. Meaning there's only one child left in the house of Shaul. And even he is a cripple, so there's no way he's going to become king. So you're really, really, really down to Ishboshet as the last one who can become king. And, and that's what Rechab and Bana realized. It's his grandson. It's his grandson. But it's his grandson. It's his it's only the grandson. Line. It's the last one and he's not fit for the king. So we know about him more to say, to give us context that like, Ishboshet is really, really the last one. That was the Red Dock you read, right? Yeah, that, that I read it in Red Dock. Okay, you saw it also? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Uh, now, 
Okay, so now from Pasuk 5 to Pasuk 8 is a little bit confusing. I want to read it slowly, okay? And we have to analyze what's going on in these Pasukim because there seems to be some repetitiveness or some redundance in the Pasukim. You ready? Mm-hmm. Pasuk 5 to Pasuk 8. So these people, sons of Rimona Beroti, names Rechav and Ba'ana, they came, they came in the heat of the day, to the house of Ishbosheth, and he is he's, uh, lying down, his afternoon nap, or he's taking his siesta. afternoon nap. What, what? His siesta. That's what? the Spanish word for it. Really? In Is Israel, it? I have it also every day. His siesta? You know how the banks in Israel are all closed from two to four? Yeah. Based on this European minhag. It's called a siesta? In Spanish, it's called a siesta. If you're not working from two to four, then when are you working? They don't, they don't. That's why it's much, much more calm lives and don't work after that. I, mean, I kind of get it. It's a, it's a nice idea. Going for lunch, they get But like two to four is like prime. Some is one to four. Some it's like is one to four. That's why the pool in Yvach One to four? Remember the pool? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. This, I remember. This is nap time. Guys, yellow, sorry. Okay. I'm saying this is, it, it's whatever. All right, but he's also like son of royalty, so I could understand why he's like napping in the afternoon. Mm. Okay. Okay, Pazukuba. Then these two come, Rechab and Bana, they come into the house. There are two interpretations for this. One is that they came with uh, wheat people, people who were cutting wheat in the field, or they came dressed up as people cutting wheat in the field, and they struck him in the fifth rib. And Rechab and Bana's brother, they got away. Now, there's this one thing that's significant in this pasuk, and that is, where did they kill him? The Chomesh. The this is the third time we've seen somebody killed in the Chomesh. Chomesh is a place... that was an instant death, like a headshot? Yeah, that's what it is. But this also seems to be that any, any death that's around David is happening in the Chomesh. So it's kind of like a motif that anytime we see the Chomesh, we know that this is like a politically inspired killing or something like that. Okay? All right. Now, Pasuk 7. Now, here's where it gets confusing. Or, it's, or you just know that that's like an instant death, and that's and it's, it's not like only like a political death, it's like an assassination. When do they do assassinations? Politi- politically. Yeah. It's not like, you don't see like that you hate your friend and you go and kill him. All right. Okay. Now, Pasuk 7. These people are, are Wait, not... Wait, let's read Pasuk 6 one more time. They come into the house, dressed up as witch people. Merchants. And... They oh it says weed weed merchants yeah oh. okay two you said both of them. no no I know I know and they struck him in the rib in the fifth rib or whatever and then they run away now what happens in pasuk seven they came into the house and he's lying down on his bed in his room they struck him they killed him and they took off his head. They killed him. Why did he, twice? They took his head and they went to, to the Arava all night. Why is it again? Right, so what's going on? It Wait, says they came in, they killed him, and then they left. And then it says then they came in, they killed him, they took off his head and they ran to the Arava. And just be like an but it says they already escaped. So the Radak says, Radak says one possibility is that after they ran away and they got away, they decided, wait, we have unfinished business. So they went back in to cut off his head because they wanted now proof that they could bring before David that they killed him. 
So the Radak says that once they ran oh. away, they realized that, oh, we forgot his head. Let's go get his head Don't too. So after they entered the house and then killed him in his sleep in his bed, they came, they, they severed his head. They so ran away. And then we, and as they're running away, they're like, wait, 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 let's go back, get his head and let's try again. Okay. The only problem is that in the, the second time when they come back in, it says again that they struck him and they killed him. But they already killed him the first time. Meaning, no, I'm reading it a different way. I'm reading it that after they entered the house while he was asleep in his bedroom and they struck him and killed him, they severed his head. And after they did everything, they came back to, to so the first interpretation is Radak. I don't. I, it's hard. It's hard because it says in the second pasuk when they go back in that they killed him again. Which if he's already dead, they're not going to say that. But I'm saying it's just a clarification what I like, the, the first, that is the, I think the main interpretation, which is that this second pasuk is just an expansion of the first one. Yeah. They went problem. in, they killed him and they ran away. Oh, how did they come and kill him and run away? They struck him down, they pulled off, they took off his head, and then they went and they ran away into the Arava. You see? It's still, it still seems redundant. So pasuk 7 is, uh, it, it shows that there's some, uh, it, it gives a detail for pasuk 6. They bring the head of Ishboshet to David and Hebron. Here is the head of Ishboshet, your enemy. David said, What? And now God, look, God has given you vengeance over your enemies. And David answers Rechab and Bana, his brother. No, Bana, Rechab and Bana were brothers. Beneri, Mona, Beeroti, the sons of Ramon. By the by, the life of God that he that he saved my life from all difficulty. Meaning, you guys are causing me difficulty. The person who told me that Shaul died, that he thought he was bringing me good news. I killed that guy. Because he gave me news, thinking that it was good news for me. Meaning, I was so upset at him that he thought that the death of Shaul was good news for me that I killed him. And you guys come. Afki anashim rishayim. People that are wicked, who killed a tzaddik on his bed. Now I'm going to seek his blood from you and I'm going to get you out of the land. And David commanded that the kids be, the kids be killed. He cut off their hands and their legs. He hung them on the, the pool in Hebron, meaning the public area in the capital city. He hung them. He hanged them. And he buried the head of Ishboshet in Avner's kever in Hebron. So he gives the head of Ishboshet also an honorable burial. And he hangs Rechav and Bana in the public square. So, so he made an example out of them to see that this is why, not why the way. His hands and feet. Like, um, Just probably to show how upset he was with them. Yeah, like to show he mutilated they, them before he killed usually them. Usually you're not allowed to. I guess David Amelech. This is how this is how bad it was that I'm breaking the halakha and I'm mutilating the body and I'm hanging them in the public square to show that this was the most evil thing that I, I, I didn't I don't accept it one bit. You know?